This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Amen and praise the Lord. Can I start this message with a prayer? Why don't you close your eyes with me and put a smile on your face with me and let us pray. Father, thank you for another preaching event as they call it. We've come to present your word. We realize that it is not our word. And we realize also that, Lord, our, our, our battle is not against people, persons, persons with, with bodies, but against a, a spiritual host of wickedness and heavenly places. So help us, even as we come to share your word. Help me and help my hearers, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. And um, it's for me um, a, real tr a real pleasure to be able to share God's word with you. This is not, this is, this is not a game. This is serious business. As someone put it, we need to, when we preach, we need to apply what they call a spiritual warfare cosmology. Because as a word comes out, uh, there is somebody who wants to stop that word. Jesus told the parable of the man who went out sowing. As he, he, he sowed, and then some fell on stony ground. For some of them, the bears of the air came and took the words away. I trust that the word you hear will fall on soil, real soil, that will give you real benefit. In Jesus' name. Okay, so we do continue with our subject, Recovering the Heart of True Christian Ministry and Service. And my sub-theme is, Heed the Warning. You say, whoa, hang on a second. You will soon heed the warning. Let me introduce my subject. I, actually, let me say this. I've got a few things written down, and some of them I will stop and deliberately read it to you. And I trust that when it comes onto your screen, it should, the, the words will be shown, because a lot of thought. Well, yes, I have put some thought into this. So let me, let me begin introducing the subject. I would like to begin this sermon with this assertion, and I quote, In order to truly desire or find the need to discover or rediscover the heart of true Christian service, ministry and worship, one must first know the God to whom service is being provided, as this will concentrate the mind. Let me say that again. In order to truly desire or find the need to discover or rediscover the heart of true Christian service, ministry and worship, one must first know the God to whom service is being provided as this will concentrate the mind. Is this true or false? Is this a compelling fact? We will see. Please note well. Like all Christians, uh, Christ-centered sermons, the aim of this sermon is not for it to be enjoyed, though it is a possibility. I have not come here to preach a sermon that you are going to enjoy. You preach someone and say, oh, I enjoyed your sermon. I say, hmm, perhaps you didn't listen to it. Neither is it to be endured, though that may be a possibility based on the state of one's heart and mind. Jesus Christ preached often, and the people were mad. They were angry. They were wanting to kill him. We sometimes forget these things. I'm not here to make a sermon that's enjoyable. Neither am I here to make you to endure it. The enduring of it is not because my English is poor and my ways are boring. But the word of God, it is a sermon to be heeded for one's own good. Otherwise, it should not be preached at all. Ever heard of the term, apply the spiritual warfare cosmology to preaching? Let me share something else with you. Remember the question of Pharaoh. And please bear these scriptures in mind. I'm being very deliberate. Exodus 5 verses 1 to, do, 1 to 2. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. 
So that statement, who is the Lord that I should obey of his voice and let Israel go, is a question that is being asked even by modern man all throughout the ages, who is this Lord? And even for the professing Christians, says, who is this God? In fact, you sometimes say, who is this God? No, 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 I will not let you go. The warning then. The sub-team says, he the word. What's the warning? Hebrews 12, 25 to 29. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaking. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. For our God is a consuming fire. So I say, heed the warning. Pharaoh's question has not changed. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? Would it be overly dramatic or stretching the bounds of credulity to say that the question of Pharaoh to Moses and Aaron has not changed through the years, even to professing Christians? Christians who claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit in the service of Christ and anointed by him are still asking this question though through, the, through their behavior and service of God. And God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Genesis 1.26 has been changed. Let us, let us make God, capital G, or else even call the small God after our image and likeness. Let me just say, just listen carefully into your own heart. You may have been a Christian for ages. You are a champion. People worship you. People love you. They call you mama. They call you a mother and lord. But somehow you shall sit down quietly and listen. Things are not right. You have said in your heart, who is this God? Who is this Lord? I don't know him. I don't know him by my behavior. I don't know him by the way I relate to you and to my wife and to my children and to society as a whole. So this is my approach and my views. This message is part of a series and seeks to prepare us for our return to in-person service. Yes, our return to in-person service. When is that going to be? When is that going to be? It will be. That's for sure. I dare say that. We all have our views as to the purposes of having to worship online in order to refurbish the ANC physical building. Now, I'm being particular. We all have our views. For some, it's a case of being right or wrong. They were wrong. The leaders were wrong. In fact, not the leaders. Somebody was wrong to close the church. He closed the church. Oh, yeah? So it's a matter of being right or wrong. For others, it's a case of downright foolishness on Christian. How can you close the church? That is on Christian. It's not that where I come from. Oh, yeah? For others, it is an act of faith in the ability of God who kept Israel through the wilderness to do it again. Does it seem like wilderness years to you? Our God is able. As I said, we all have our views. So my approach to whatever your views are, I would like to see this whole time period of COVID-19 and the refurbishment time when we have been away, and we are still away, as an opportunity to reassess, recalibrate, reevaluate, and reposition ourselves to return to in-person service in a way that will please the Lord. 
Do I hear the cynic say, you would say so, wouldn't you? Yes, I would say so, because I believe that nothing was done foolishly. It was all considered before it was done. A promise, a call, and a warning. It said that whenever you read God's word, you say, therefore, find out what, find out what that therefore is therefore. The word therefore means something has taken place previously. And we say, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Let us offer to God acceptable worship. Please listen again. God is quite choosy. Let us offer to God acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. A promise. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. How many professing Christians have the mindset that sees their views or their Christian faith as a kingdom? Your Christian faith says you've come into a kingdom. Do you understand that? Do, would you understand that you've come into a kingdom? For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21b. Kingdom? You say, what kingdom? I just go, I just, I go to church when I want what I don't want. What kingdom are you talking about? Indeed, how many Christians are grateful for anything at all? Are you grateful? You say, Lord, thank you that you brought me to the faith. He brought me in. He brought me in. Oh, I praise God. I thank God that he brought me in. Grateful? Not from the way we serve God. Not from the way we treat each other. Sometimes it appears God should be grateful to us. How many times have we not said that? Sometimes it seems that God should come and thank us for worshiping him. We behave as if God should be, God is a beneficiary. When is the other way around? So we have a promise. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Does attending church look like being part of a kingdom to you? Does being a Christian appear like being a kingdom at all? One who is grateful shows it with a smile and a willing heart. Not with a groan. It's church time. Mm. It's fasting praying time. Mm. It's a prayer meeting time. Mm. Oh, let's not talk about uh, supporting the church financially. How much more one who is receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken? Please bear this in mind. We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I go back to my assertion when I started. Let me say that again because for me, it's, it, 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 it just concentrates the mind. Let me say it again. In order to truly desire or find the need, to the need to discover or rediscover the heart of true Christian service, ministry and worship, one must first know the God to whom service is being provided as this will concentrate the mind. If you walk into a place and say, mind the dog, you know there's a dog over there. Mind the gap. There's a guard, guard over there. So you know, if you, got, if, if you love yourself, you'll be very, very careful. To bear in mind the God to whom you are bringing service will concentrate the mind. This is the power of the God of a Christian, and he delivers. Church of God, let us be grateful to the one who delivered us from out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Colossians 1, 13, reading from American Standard Version. The call to acceptable service. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Please know the qualifications expected of your worship. Acceptable worship. That is what you bring with reverence and awe, the attitude with which it is brought. How many of you, being a husband or wife, or someone gives you something and there's a frown on your face, or they throw it at you? Wow! Oh, oh, oh. But please take it and go. 
what you bring and how you bring it matters so much. How are you serving God? Gradually? God is not obliged to receive anything and everything we bring or throw at him. I trust that you don't throw anything at God. I trust that when you bring your offering, you just throw it in there. Mm. I don't want to, but there you go. No, 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 no. Only God decides what is acceptable to him. Only God decides what's acceptable. The choice is God's. Cain found, found this out to his utter shock and anger, and Israel was left flabbergasted in Isaiah 55, uh, Isaiah 58, verses 5 to 6. This is what he says. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? It is to bow down his head like a bulrush, and to spread out sackcloth and, and ashes. Would you call this a fast? <laughs> an, an acceptable day to the Lord. Look at the God again. Would you call this a fast? An acceptable day to the Lord? Brothers and sisters, let's not meet. God decides what's acceptable. Israel fasted. Well, we've gone through emotion, so God must be, <laughs> must be okay. God, no, 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 no. Not okay. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bones of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. What yoke do you need to break, my friend? What yoke do you need to break? Heed the warning, brother. Sister, heed the warning. For our God is consuming fire. Worship, service, or ministry. In this regard, I choose to use these terms interchangeably. Whether I call it a worship, a service, or ministry, they all are intertwined. They come as one. There, are no, there is no comp compartmentalization of our Christian faith. It comes as one integrated whole. God is interested in the totality of what we bring. If our worship service ministry came in the form of a factory product or a farm produce, God will look at the quality of the, or of the goods, the origin, the country which it came from, the driver, the vehicle, everything, the totality of it. Where did it come from? Everything matters. Our God calls us to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the service king, your life as a daily worship. When you wake up in the morning, when you greet the person next to you, whatever you do must be a service and a worship based on the attitude with which it brings. He wants us to lay everything on the altar of sacrifice. And then the warning, sister, brother, sister, and then the warning for our God is a consuming fire. Now, this is a side of Christianity that the worldly person and the nominal Christian does not want to hear. Nominal? Nominal Christian, one who's just one in name, just one in nominal, not in reality. For our God is consuming fire. No, God is love. Don't preach that. No, the Bible, I would rather obey the Bible than what you tell me to say. For our God is a consuming fire. A promise and a call is made, and in the same breath, a rather terrifying comment is made. Let me repeat my assertion at the start. In order to truly desire or find the need to discover or rediscover the heart of true Christian service, ministry and worship, one must first know the God to whom service is being provided, as this will concentrate the mind. If you are in a, 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 a boxing match with somebody or a football match, you, you should know the strengths of your opponent. God is not an opponent in this, in this sense. Hey, our God is consuming fire. How many times when you take a product, there's a warning on there? If only King Saul had this. If only King Saul had listened to this. Let me read to you 1 Samuel 15, 23. Then Samuel said, and he was speaking to Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Has he obeyed the voice of the Lord? Obedience, obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than, than sacrifice, and to heed 
than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. There are some powerful words being used in that context. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Can you ever be accused of witchcraft? He said, no, I've never been a witch or a wizard before. But we are told rebellion. How many people are rebelling against their leaders in church? And they call it, oh, well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that's my ministry. But it's rebellion. You know it's rebellion. Your heart knows it's rebellion. Those around you know it's rebellion. Nobody can tell you it's rebellion, but it's rebellion all the same. And King Saul had that to his utmost shock. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, oh, I'm stubborn. I can be quite stubborn. Oh, yeah. Stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. And because you have rejected well the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Let's move on. Korah, Abiram, and Dathan, the unholy trinity, lend this to their cost. They could, in fact, they didn't live to tell the story. They didn't live to tell the story. So number 16, 31, 33 says, Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart from them. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah, with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. For our God is consumed because fire. God is not mocked. Listen to this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will, us, that will he also Read Galatians 6 and 7, reading from the English Standard Version. Luke 17, 32 says this, Remember Lord's wife. Let me say, remember Lord's wife. For our God is consuming fire. Heed the warning. Let us heed the warning. And remember Ananias and Sapphira. They thought they were coming to play a game. Please note well. Let me, re let me say that statement again. Some of you say, well, he keeps on repeating himself. Yes, he's repeating himself for a purpose. It's not because he's got nothing to say. In order to truly desire or find the need to discover the heart of true Christian service, ministry and worship, one must first know the God to whom service is being provided as this will concentrate the mind. What kind of service are you offering to God? Is the God that you serve one who is Lame? One who accepts everything thrown at him? Or see a God who makes decisions and he follows through? Let us heed the warning. What's the warning? For our God is consuming fire. Oh no, we're not serving God out of fear. We serve God out of love. You know something, you walk into a place, there's a danger, live wire. Let's stay on the right side of God. In the way that we deal with one another, in the way that we treat one another, let's not just bring things. To Israel, he said, why have we fasted? He said, why have we fasted? And you have not heard. We fasted. To fast? It's good, but when you just go through the motions of it, this letter of it, not the letter, but the spirit of it. God is calling for people who would worship him, discovering the heart of true Christian 
ministry and service. It proceeds from the heart. A heart that has been given over to Christ. Where is your heart at this moment, my friend? Where is the heart? What's your attitude toward the work? We have said we want to return stronger and fitter for the master's use and for his glory. What are we doing about this? What kind of God do you serve? We've asked before. They say God doesn't see. And God say the one who made the eyes can he not see. The one who made the ears can he not hear. You and I would do very well to listen. Now listen to this. One of my greatest delights is scripture. Jude 1, 24-25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forevermore. Are you truly looking forward to be presented at this graduation ceremony? Then please do heed the warning. There is a warning that says our God is consuming fire. Let us heed that warning. Father, we want to thank you. We want to bless you. We want to praise your most holy name. Be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens and let your glory fill the earth. We would heed the warning, O God. We would heed the warning. If those who heard did not escape it, how much more us then who will heed the warning? So we give you praise and glory. In your matchless name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Saki of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.